So I just got a text. Uh, definitely a wrong number. Hey, Stephanie, it's been a while since we had a golf session together. Let's schedule a coffee and catch up. This is Jessica. We're talking about yoga and life. Uh, well, I am not Stephanie, Jessica. So I will reply I back with that. Go. No. Golf weird. sounds good. <laughs> you know how coffee and yoga? That sounds like a blast. Could I be a larger creep that than to try be, to show up That this? would be creepy, yes. Good God, Alex Show. <laughs> tell me you're a creep without telling me you're a creep. I didn't say I was going to do you it. You said I, I should said show up. Like, do it. Why would I do that? Just so I can get arrested? <laughs> yeah, just so you could be weird. You said that's not weird. It is the creepy and creepy. weird. Are too, that's yeah. Weird is like fun. That is. Yeah. You're creepy. weird. Once again, I didn't say I would do it. <laughs> but then why would you want me to do it? Why would you want that to happen to For the poor, lulls, to the poor, LOLs, poor Jessica? The, the lo- yeah, the poor poor Jessica here. Would you want someone to pull that uh, game on your significant other? <laughs> I don't know. Kind of happened to me once, but that's a story for a different day. Do you day. think you can take Stephanie in golf? Do you think you versus Stephanie? I don't. Probably. <laughs> so this is Rutledge Hamilton. We're presented by Coors Light. The Mountains are blue. You know what to do. And that's Crush. Of course, like you know, we did one Matt's back sort of thing here, but Alex strategically left something off when he was, as far as Matt's back, that I think we need to get a reaction to uh. from Matt Hamilton, and Alex <laughs> shared a story to. about you and a trampoline. <laughs> so I'm not gonna let you get away of trying to like <laughs> yeah. gotcha me with some you know clipped clips of me, but. I, you don't have the audio ready because you know you're just trying to self serve yourself. And again, you're right not now. listening, which is not uncommon. I want you to tell Matt Hamilton uh, the story you shared from earlier this week about a thirsty, I mean, next-level thirsty Alex Strofe. I don't know if that's the right description. <laughs> well, it's the best description I can use because this is this is extra. And I'm okay. not blaming you, but this is extra. Well, maybe I set it up poorly for you if you're calling me thirsty. So, a lady invited me over. This is the night I became a man. And <laughs> oh, my God. And um, there were... Uh, like, I wish this was Woe Nelly. I, I, I would move on to the next topic right now. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, but uh, obviously I knew this was the case. So she said, come on over. And just so you know, there's cameras around my house. My parents aren't home. So there's a trampoline set up next to the house. You need to jump on the trampoline up to a second story window. So I took my friend's bike over to this house and biked to the backyard, you know, snuck my way to the trampoline and was bouncing up and down on this trampoline and had to like grab the window and I scuffed up my arm pretty good, like trying to climb into the second story window from the trampoline and it worked, but, um, next level, this is for you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I think that is fantastic. I didn't say it wasn't. I just think it's hilarious. That's all. No, like the whoa, Nelly! Oh, just the amount of fun you had. It was like going to a bounce house and then a little whoopee, and then going to a bounce house, (laughs) going to a bounce house. You. Here's what I promise you. Here's what I promise you. Uh, The trampoline took more time than the ladder activity. (laughs) I I I probably don't doubt that. Okay. <laughs> Stop being we weirdo. God, yeah. just chill out. Yeah. Just take a joke, spaz. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you, you know, started like, a timer on my phone. Yeah, yeah I was like, uh, like ninety seconds. I thought like a baseball team. I got and the Packers. The, uh, Aaron Rodgers stats. I got through stats. the entire song of Wonderwall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and baby. Oh God, she weird. was the one that made me change. She was the one that changed me. As they say, Wonderwall. Gross. (laughs) He made something funny weird now. Yeah. That's what I'm here for.
God, weirdo. <laughs> he is. A you know weirdo. who's not weird, Matt Hamilton. Who's uh, not weird, Jim? Our, our good friends at Ridgetop. That's right. If not- I owned a house, I'd ask Ridgetop, or I own a house, but if my if I had a trampoline, yeah. I'd ask Ridgetop to create some barriers against the windows to keep out the <laughs> likes of Alex Strauss, I'll tell you that. Uh, I know you would because they're the trusted and recommended experts. Ridgetop Exteriors provide the best quality roofs, windows, siding, and doors. They're expertly installed and at an affordable price. I went over to the showroom uh, at Ridgetop, and I chatted with Bo, and they've got so many fantastic products for you to choose from, from different types of siding, for different things that could benefit you and your house. You can choose your sidings, your roofs, all these things, and you can also customize your payment plan with no interest to low interest financing available. Rich Topic Series is fully customizable from the materials to the financing. Go check it out and get your next home project uh, assessed for free at RidgetopExteriors.com. That's RidgetopExteriors.com. So I just got a text back. I think, I, I think they're fishing. So I'm going to stop this conversation because this is really, this is the number I have saved. It should be correct. I'm Jessica. Who is this? And that is the end of that conversation, right? That's a fish, <laughs> right? Because someone's trying to set something. You get these text messages about selling your house? I get those too. <laughs> They'll be like, oh. No, I get the little like, uh, Post a, uh, postcard in the mail saying, like, I will buy your house for no, cash. No, so like, I'll, I'll get like a random text. It's happened like three or four times over the last year. It'll be like, hey, John, you are you still looking to sell your house in Milwaukee? Are you it, sure it's just not Andy Buckley ta- texting you? True, true. <laughs> but there's like random ones that'll come through. And again, I think they're phishing uh, text. We get all this phishing information here. I just don't trust anyone anymore. We have to take yeah, all these fair enough. tests all the time that I'm done with that conversation. Yeah. I would say that the scammers have ruined it. I'm not going to help Cut out Jessica anymore. Jessica out of your life. Yes. You don't never need was Jessica. in my life, but yes. Now well, gone. she was for a moment. Yes. Jettisoned. Jessica, I'm not Stephanie. That's all I can tell you, and that's it. And Stephanie's probably a better golf partner, so yes, exactly. I wouldn't even be trying to get a hold of Jim. Yeah, exactly. Go f- reassess your numbers there. <laughs> Jessica Fat Fingers. <laughs> yeah. Should I reply back aggressively? Maybe your fingers are fat, and you typed the number in wrong. Yeah. Yeah, be that, be that person. In case it is a real person. No, I wouldn't do that. But it's an aggressive reply back, which is why I assume it's a, a, uh, a scammer. Like, if someone says, hey, is this is the wrong number, sorry. And they're like, no, you're wrong. This is the right number. But no, I've had this number since I was 16, so we're pushing 30 years, you know, what, 27 years yeah. with this phone number. I know my number. <laughs> Jessica. Jessica, don't <laughs> tell me my number. <laughs> Keep my number. Out your mouth. But then Alex Strofe here. Alex is getting, we're all agreeing on this. Alex is going to get, like, scammed. Because Alex gets that text. He's like, you should just, like, do a bit out of it. Like, he's going to try to do a radio bit. He's already done this. He's going to try to do a radio bit and then screw up royally. But this time it'll affect his real life. What do you mean I've already life. done this? Oh, you want to go through voicemails again? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I... Hey, scammers out there, if you want to get... Alex Strofe caught up in your scam, do it during the show, because he thinks everything's a radio bit, even having his bank account <laughs> ripped of all its money. Let's get out to Z and the D. Howdy! Howdy. Hey, Z. All right, so I got two things. I do want to wish Steve a happy birthday. He's the reason why I got into sports talk radio. I was, like, in middle school. My mom would pick me up from middle school, and she'd have Steve and Craig Karma on, and they were hilarious. They were the OGs of Rutledge and Hamilton. They were they brought it. They had their own little thing going on, so I want to give them a happy birthday. Thanks for giving me a sports talk radio. 
Now, you guys remember why I transferred to Rutledge and Hamilton, the family? No, yes, I don't it was something that Ben Brust uh, was like, they were kind of ignoring you. It was something along those lines, right? Like they were- Yeah. So, so Brust, so Ben and Scalzo were doing their show, and I call in, and I shoot him a message as well. I'm like, hey, I'm going to the Bucks game tonight, too. I know Greg's going. Ben, I know you'll be on the radio, but you guys want to meet up for a drink afterwards? Mm-hmm. Nothing from Scalzo, nothing from Ben. So big the next timers. day, call you guys up well. Yeah, big time. Too big for me, I guess. But So the next day, you guys were on Wildey and Tal filling in for them, and uh, that's when I pledged my allegiance. Well, kind of trying to make it up for them. I'm trying to give them some, you know, gotta, my heart's really big. It's got room for a lot of radio shows. Yeah. <laughs> so I uh, shoot him a message last night. Ben's going to the Brewer game. I'm like, I'm going to the Brewer game. I'm on third baseline. He's like, oh, I am too. So we're like two sections apart. So I'm like, hey, let's grab a shot. He's like, well, I've been, I'm in my seat. I'm like, well, what? meet me in section 124 at the bar. He's like, well, I'm with some salespeople. I can't get off and leave them right now. I'm like, okay, I'll bring you the shot. So I buy the shot, bring it to him. We do the shot, and that was about it. We didn't even pay for it or anything. I mean, Come on, Ben Brust. I heard you have a lot of money and you can't mow your lawn anymore. <laughs> you hear it here uh, first, folks. Ben Brust, phony. Rutledge and Hamilton, we're a uh, show of the people. You. People I like definitely us. met you up in the concourse for a shot. Matt, here's, here's the thing. Let's get fully into it. The difference between our show and uh, the other show is that when we went to the Bucks game together, now we couldn't have any good beer at the Bucks game, but when we were there, uh, we, you were not only on the jumbotron. Yeah, yeah. Folks were coming from all over, and you shook the hands and took photos. Uh, I had the with, wherewithal to bring a couple of uh, like little trinkets. You right? did like autograph yes. broomheads that I was giving out to some of the people that did find us. Exactly, and then on top of all that, we played a game. Remember, we went to a couple different bars, and if someone found you, they got Matt's hat. Yeah. Matt Hamilton is a man of the people. Rutledge and Hamilton is a show of the people. 100%. We're just more approachable. People like us. Ben yeah. Brust got his walls up. This Too is Rutledge cool and Hamilton. Absolutely. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. People like me. Jim Rutledge, he's fake tough. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Exist, Alex. Pay attention to me. You're so unbelievably <laughs> immature. That's called ignoring you. I don't know if you are. Uh, I know. I did not like it. Matt just spent the last, I don't know, what would you say, Jim, minute and a half of the of the commercial break, standing in this piece of glass that separates the studio and the control room, flipping me off with both hands and waving them obnoxiously back and forth. Well, I'm trying to do like four things at once here. But I thought two negates it then. It's like a hello then. Yeah. One is like the aggressive. Yeah, two means two I like, like you. Like yeah. you're my buddy. Yeah. Well, you're I was not just mine. He learned that in prison. I was just trying to distract him. <laughs> I was seeing how you worked under pressure. Uh, Tina Turner, uh, as we heard her come back there, she passed away today at the age of 83. Uh, legendary 
artist, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, and we'll continue to play her songs. And she was simply the best, as her song says. Got a lot of bangers, and some of them have been like redone. There was a movie about her. Uh, so she continues and will continue to carry into the lexicon. I don't know if this is in stones. It's probably not. So before we get to throwing stones, I, I you know on my way in, it was funny. I was just uh, telling Matt this that on my way in, I was listening to some Tina Turner because I had downloaded some songs of hers like a week ago, blasting in my truck with the window down. My truck from Simden Chevy in Mount Horeb, only minutes away from a better buying experience at Simden Chevy in Mount Horeb. Whether you need a a new or new to you Chevy Silverado or Colorado, I recommend Simden Chevy in Mount Horeb. I'm out on Friday because I am hooking up the camper uh, to that truck and going down to, to Lake Geneva, and we'll be down at Bigfoot State Park. We'll have a good time down there, so we're looking forward to that. But uh, Ice Cube was in the news today, and I'm with him on this, that there is this trend, this whole AI thing of like, yeah. and so you can do where you can mimic a voice, and you can really get pretty advanced. There was a whole scandal. Someone created the Ryan Reynolds ad for Tesla, even though he does not endorse Tesla and wants nothing to do with it. They created a fake ad where you know they had to flag it and say this is not a real endorsement. They did a whole AI thing with the video and the voice. But now there's this talk of like you could create an AI for an artist. So you could have like Tina Turner, a song that she does, but she never actually did it. And now that she's passed, not only did she not do it, she can't approve it, which is weird because it's different than sampling a song because you have to go through a, a, a process. But... If you're an artist and you didn't write this song and you don't know it exists because you're past, your voice should not be on it, in my opinion. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, but to that note, I heard like an AI thing with music just recently. It was Frank Sinatra singing Get Low by Lil John and the East Side Boys, and it was hilarious. It is hilarious, but you unless give me you're a rendition of that, no. But no, if you're Frank's, you would be you'd be your finger would be busy on the uh, dump button. But the catchy part, the, the tricky part is it's so realistic that if you're Frank Sinatra's like you can't like that is kind of disrespectful to it's actually better if well, they're alive. I mean, they, weren't they doing those concerts with like holograms? But they were his songs. Yeah, true. That's but the it's thing. still like but it's so, not the same. Not yeah, the no, same. it's not the same. But. Like and that's the part. Like if you do a hologram or if you want to have uh, you know, a big AI concert of their own songs or songs they performed even like live. That's one thing, but otherwise, I think it's a little morally yeah. uh, dicey. This is uh, Rutledge and Hamilton. Let's throw some stones. The guys think they have the answers to everything. I'm the best there is. People like me. So it's time to put them to the test. That's some booty, Jim. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. This is Throwing Stones, presented by Metro Kia of Madison, Madison's trusted Kia dealership. All right, guys, it is time to throw stones. I've got questions. You might have answers. I'll score you throughout, and at the end, we'll crown a winner of Wednesday's edition. It's my Friday edition of Throwing Stones. Yeah, I'm off the rest of the week. So I'm just running the show solo Friday? Uh, You're with Jesse Nelson at High V. Woo! That sounds like it's going to be a blast. Hey, there'll be plenty of Coors Light there for you. Yeah. You can just, a giant display case, just grab yourself one. Perfect. And just turn around, just grab a beer. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like what I do here. Yeah. Pretty Perfect. much. Pretty much. Yeah. You just got the world's largest beer fridge. <laughs> yes. We're ready for it. All right. Let's dive into this. So I want to start with LeBron James, Maddie. Mm-hmm. LeBron as, James. As you may have missed this yesterday. LeBron James uh, saying he is mulling his basketball future. Here's James. 
feels good. I think there's a lot of energy out there. I, you know, that's Jordan Love. Let's try that again. We'll see. We'll see what happens going forward. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I got a lot to think about, to be honest. And um, just for me personally, going going forward with the game of basketball, got a lot to think about. Matt, your reaction to 38-year-old LeBron James saying he's got a lot to think about when it comes to his future in basketball? I honestly think he's mulling over his future in L.A. and be like right now in L.A. He and Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis, kind of split the split the workload. I think he's probably realizing he's getting to a point where he can't even take half the workload and be the superstar on a team anymore, but still wants to remain relevant. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson give him a call here in the near future or in the Ooh. next coming years. And maybe there's a little super team 2.0 in Golden State with LeBron, Curry, and Clay. That's spicy, first off. But second off, do you like the way he approached that after being swept in the Western Conference Finals? 100%. I mean, that's it's got to be one of the worst feelings ever, especially after being a team that didn't expect to do anything, go out and win two really great series, and then get absolutely dumped on by the best team in the West. Fair. But that's got to be... It's hard. You go from these really great highs, being an underdog, two big wins over teams that should beat you, and then, sorry, bye-bye. So you're fine with, like, hey, maybe I'll just retire now? Like, after a tough loss, you're just like, cool, I guess guys can just say I'll threaten retirement? Well, he's, I don't think he's threatening. He's a 38-year-old man in the his season's over. Of Jim, course he's got to contemplate Jim, basketball have, at this point. We have to yes. applaud Matt. Were you listening you're yesterday? You're consistent. Because yeah. here, well, let's let's lay it out, Alex. Because you came to Revelation yesterday, Alex. Struck. Yeah, let's. He's not done playing basketball. Well, let's listen to no, the. No, that's not what it was about. Time. We'll see. We'll see what happens going forward. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I got a lot to think about, to be honest. And um, just for me personally, going going forward with the game of basketball, got a lot to think about. If we change the words basketball, the word basketball to football, does he sound like somebody we might know? Yeah, sounds like another guy that I was like. I totally don't see it's weird that you're contemplating it, especially right after the game. Yeah. Yeah. So we we applaud you for your consistency. Extra point to Matt Hamilton. Woo! How about this guy? Speaking of retirement. Well, but though, you came to revelation that you may have realized that I was not hard enough on Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Yeah. Well, and it's I would also like to point out the narrative of like, oh, we're extra hard on Rodgers as opposed to other athletes. LeBron's getting killed for this. We're oh, hard yeah, on we're, LeBron, we're hard hard on, LeBron always right. gets killed. But I would like to point out the narrative about Aaron Rodgers having an extra hard false because if you are a high profile guy and you threaten retirement after you lose and bring the attention back onto yourself, it doesn't go well no matter you're Aaron Rodgers or LeBron James. Can't disagree with that. All right. Uh, speaking of retirement, Adrian Peterson, you remember him playing football? Oh, yeah. Good running back. Uh, at 38 years old, like LeBron, has says uh, he is not officially retired. Did not play last year in the NFL, but is looking for another opportunity. Sh- Jim, should a team give Adrian Peterson an opportunity at 38 years old? For a thousand reasons, no. Not juice, not worth the squeeze. He's old. He's problematic. Pass. I'm out. You don't need him. Yeah, I, I don't know... Obviously, Adrian's had a speckled past, to say the least. So I don't know if he's even worth bringing on on for like a veteran presence. He's never won, so he's not really a guy you're bringing in to show your guys how to win it and how to get it done. So I, I'm passing on it. I think it's great that he's still trying to play. Like he was one of the most entertaining running backs to watch that, like in my lifetime that I can remember. 
I've got like glimpses of Barry Sanders uh, playing the Packers when I was younger, but like in my formative years, Adrian Peterson was like the best back in the league. So it's 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 awesome to see he's still trying to go at it, but not for my team. <laughs> Tomorrow, National Towel Day. Uh, just real quick before we take a break. Don't Tomorrow's, forget to bring a towel. <laughs> tomorrow, <laughs> well done. Uh, <laughs> tomorrow, <laughs> National. You got me. Tomorrow's National Towel Day. Uh, just real quick, how many towels do you guys use after your shower? Just one. Yes. Yeah, one. Uh, how I, long do you use that sho- that towel? Is the real question. A week or two. What? No, two no weeks? longer than two weeks. Well, hold on. I you use, are disgusting, sir. I, I, I use two towels. Oh, okay. still, That's, but that doesn't. The math doesn't add up. How often do you shower? Every day. And you use the same sh- two towels for how long? Two weeks. A week or two, depending. Well, yeah. there's a big difference. Once they start reeking. Once they start to smell bad. Like, at least a little bad. If I'm getting a whiff, it's like I don't think this is helping me. Yeah. I'll throw, oh I'll throw my gosh! It how, should, you? Oh, it like once I use it like. Probably three. Okay, we, three days. So at, at our house, I am not a person who is like one use. No, get rid of it. At our, at at our house, clean. I my mean, brother-in-law, like my brother-in-law does that, and he he's so weird. But you are making it dirty. You still are like wiping off your dirty. Like you're, I know you clean, but like your body's still like it's water. It's gonna stink. It can you know. So we no. every other day. Every other day is fine. So I, I shower every day, and so the second time I use it, we throw it in the wash. Wow. Yeah. So kids, I, I, not wife, all have the same rule. Second time. I think that's good. Yeah. Three days is pretty good. I think three days is, is, is fair and as it's well. it's because I feel bad because I don't do the laundry. I can't just fire well, a towel is, in right. all the time. Well, my wife is, will get on my case. My wife does the laundry, and it's that's the rule she set up, and I think it's a good one. Yeah. It's a good one. All right. We have Eric Name coming up next to talk wins, about. Woo! What's that? I just won, Jim. Don't worry about it. Oh, I like his consistency. He he gets awarded. All righty. This, uh, what consistency? The man is not here. With Rogers to LeBron. Gotcha. He's consistently never here, and he's consistent on his love for Aaron Rodgers. Consistent. Uh, This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Locked in on the box. No, never in a million years. Bringing the insight and the analysis. I do hate charge calls. 2022 Wisconsin Sports Writer of the Year, Eric Name of The Athletic, is on Rutledge and Hamilton. We've all been fought along with Eric with the Bucks stuff, but he's really good on the NBA playoffs going on right now. And I've seen him tweet about uh, charge calls he didn't like uh, in the playoffs so far. And Alex, just to let you know, um, kind of recommended don't go more than a week if you're showering every day for your towels. Otherwise, they get kind of a little dangerous. So don't push it past a week for washing your towels. Duly noted. Thanks. There you go. Uh, Eric, name. We want to talk to you about the Bucks, but first. What do you think about uh, Denver and this this juggernaut? Are we are they just destined to win a title, or where are you at right now? Because they look like they're way better than anyone else in the playoffs right now. Yeah, I mean, Jokic has just been unbelievable in this postseason. It's uh, I think a triple double in half of his games. He's averaging a triple double right now, and it's not like ten, ten, and ten. It's yeah. like almost thirty a night. He's just been. Um, I mean, absolutely unbelievable. Seems unstoppable. He's hitting crazy shots. And the rest of that team has just been built really well around him. Jamal Murray's been fantastic. Aaron Gordon is 
the defensive stopper that you know they were hoping that he was going to be. Michael Porter Jr.'s hidden shots. Bruce Brown has been super helpful. Contavious uh, Caldwell Pope has been super helpful as well. They're they're just a really well constructed team, and you know all of the things that Jokic maybe doesn't do best, they're able to cover for with other guys and. The guys that they have really bring out the best in him. So, I, I don't know. They're, they're just a, a really tough team, and it's been really fun to kind of see them gel together and figure it all out this year. You know, speaking of gelling together and the the Milwaukee Bucks and there's roster building, there's, there's obviously a coach to fill in there. But anything just in general as you kind of gleam the playoffs and how these teams have done and how these rosters have been constructed – that kind of gives you insight of like, hey, maybe there are some things the Bucks can do to to fine tune on the fly and get back to where they were. Because Denver, look, they were a team in the bubble that were in the Western Conference Finals, and Jamal Murray had an injury; they kind of fell off a little bit. But now they're they're back to you know into the NBA Finals this time around, and we're hoping that the Bucks, with some tweaks to the roster, can do a similar thing. When you're watching this, are there certain things that you pick up on and say, hey, the Bucks can fix this on the fly and be right back in the mix? I mean, I think one thing that you you have to take a look at is how hard all of this is. <laughs> it, it's it's really difficult to win. This is just something that isn't easy. You have to have breaks go your way. You have to have injuries go your way. And I, I think overwhelmingly, like the the thing that sticks out is you just have to keep putting yourself in a position where you can win. It's not always going to be perfect. It's not always going to be, you know, the year over year you're getting closer and closer to your goal. You just have to be in the conversation. You just have to be in the mix. And and I think the Heat are a good example of that where, you know, they were three minutes away from being knocked out during the play-in tournament by the Chicago Bulls. And now, you know, they're knocking on, on, the, on the door for being in the NBA Finals. And this Nuggets team has shown a belief in Michael Malone. They've shown a belief in Nikola Jokic, and they just try to keep moving the pieces around and find the right things. And and now it's kind of all come together that I know the there's always the thought of the dramatic. Um, you know, when you when you come up short, it's making drastic changes and. Uh, well, this core must not work, so we got to get rid of it. And and I think so often in the NBA, um, it's just a matter of making tweaks as opposed to wholesale drastic changes. And, you know, I think as I've watched this offseason unfold, there's been a lot of Bucks fans that have been like, well, could they also trade Drew Holiday for the number three pick in uh, Anthony Simons and Shaden Sharp and all – like? Could, could they could they sign and trade Chris Middleton? And I just think sometimes the answer is far more simple. Like maybe the only change that the Bucks make this offseason is the coach, and that is enough to you know put in slightly different systems, slightly different schemes, and and get slightly more out of all the guys that they thought could win a championship this year. Like I think so often we're looking for the drastic when sometimes it's the more simple and the more subtle changes uh, that can lead to a team winning a championship. I I think that's 100% right, especially I'm, I'm one of those guys who's like thinking if they were to change the lineup and get a new coach, it's so many variables. If it doesn't go well, what are you going to point your finger to? 
uh, where when you know change fewer variables, you're able to like figure out what's exactly Math wrong guy. and move forward. Right. <laughs> uh, speaking of variables, uh, we know how NBA players can be, and there's no guarantee that they're going to stay with the team that drafted them their entire career. We seem to be as Buck fans into a very interesting point in time where this is a super big decision that the Bucks need to make as their head coach because if they don't really like not that they're trying to please Giannis, but if they're if Giannis ain't happy, he's probably gonna move on. Like, how big is this coaching decision and who do you personally think is the guy that the best fit for this organization to get us back into the uh, finals? Yeah, I, I think the the way in which players move, the way in, in which players have considerable power in the modern NBA um, is something that can never be lost on any organization or any team when they are making a decision. Um, you know, Giannis will have uh, another season left on his contract, uh, and he will then have, you know, the ability to, to have a, uh, you know, couple more years after that and like you can kind of go all and do all those things and you know he's got 23 24 for sure 24 25 for sure and then 25 26 is a player option uh you know he becomes eligible for the his next extension his next supermax extension here in september and you know if you want to guarantee that he sticks around you you have to keep making correct decisions you have to keep making uh you know keep showing that you're going to be a championship contender. Uh, and that always gets harder as a roster ages and that gets harder as you got to pay more people and do all those things. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think this is a situation where, you know, you hire this guy and Giannis says, you know, let's say you hire him on Wednesday and then on Thursday, Giannis is like, I'm out. That's it. Right. Yeah. I don't think that's the case either. That's not going to happen, but it, it is very important to make sure that he is, in a position where he is happy and he's pleased and he feels like the organization is doing their part. Um, so, so that is a, a constant concern. That is a constant worry. And you have to make sure that, that he's a part of these conversations and maybe he doesn't end up picking the coach or saying yes or no, or vetoing a certain decision. But uh, I, I do think you ha- you have to make sure that he is a part of all of this. Uh, and it's not necessarily uh, whatever they call LeBron, the GM LeBron or whatever it is. Like <laughs> you, you maybe don't have to go quite that far. Uh, Giannis hasn't really shown kind of that level of, of demands, and you know he hasn't shown that level of superstardom or, or diva nature or whatever. Like whatever you want to say, he hasn't done that much, but uh, he has to be at the forefront of of any of your thoughts and any decision that you're going to make here. So uh, that will all play in. And then, you know, as far as what the best decision is for the Bucks, um, you know, they're in a spot now where after a couple of weeks, they've narrowed it down to, to three different coaches and Kenny Atkinson, Adrian Griffin, and Nick Nurse. And, you know, I think what we've seen from this process thus far, and I think the resume that Mike Boonholzer uh, you know, put forth in his five seasons with the team from the regular season record to winning a championship, the first championship in 50 seasons. I think this is a move where there's there's probably a lot of pressure 
uh, to get it right. And, and I also think this might not be, while I am a big believer in hiring first-time head coaches, just because I think that's where you're going to find innovation, that's where you're going to find something brand new that's going to be where you find someone pushing you know, next-level thoughts. It can also be the spot where you find out this guy isn't a head coach. Uh, maybe this guy was an assistant for a long time because that's as much as he can handle. Uh, you can you can blame out and and really make a mistake if you hire a first time head coach, which is why I do think that the Bucks are probably going to lean towards a more experienced voice. They're going to lean towards you know if you're looking at those three uh, candidates, you know Adrian Griffin probably gets thrown out because he's never done the job before, uh, and then you know you look at Kenny Atkinson and Nick Nurse. I think both of those guys have, you know, re- really strong resumes. Uh, I think it, you look at what Kenny Atkinson did in his only head coaching uh, job in Brooklyn. That was a really bad basketball team that he took over, uh, and he rehabbed a couple veterans' careers. He, you know, managed to develop young players and make them some someone that really mattered and, you know, guys like Jared Allen and Karis LeVert uh, and ultimately got that team into the playoffs. And then when Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant came around, he didn't really get a chance. He never got to coach Kevin Durant. He only got to coach Kyrie Irving for about half the season. So he didn't really get that opportunity. But you look at the rest of his resume, you know, he, he did four years as an assistant coach for Mike D'Antoni, uh, four years for Bud, a year for Ty Lue, uh, two years now for Steve Kerr won a championship as an assistant coach last season with the Warriors as well. Um, that's a really impressive resume. And when you look at Nick Nurse, obviously Bucks fans know him well. Uh, they lost to him in the 2019 Eastern Conference Finals. The Raptors went and won that title in Nick Nurse's first year as a head coach. Him and Bud uh, were both first-year head coaches that season, the, the 18-19 season. Uh, so that's someone that has a championship ring. That's someone that, you know, that was his first coaching opportunity in Toronto. Uh, And after the ring, Kawhi Leonard left, and, you know, they had a really good year the first year after that. But the last three years have been a bit more of a struggle. They've tried to, you know, figure things out and and grow Pascal Siakam into a, a more dominant player. So I think between those two guys, you have a couple different options. Uh, and but ultimately, it's, it's going to be, you know, who interviews well, who makes a, a strong impression here in, in the meetings that are had this week. It's kind of, you know, who can command the room. It's, you know, does Giannis have a problem with either of these guys? Like, you have to kind of go through all these things and, and try to find a, a smart decision at the end of it. Talking with Eric Name from The Athletic. Matt, you can ask your question last to see. I just don't want to derail things. If, Fine. If, all right. I was going to derail it. All right. I'll so, derail it later. Um, I have one last question for you. Well, one, was there a movie? Because this story about Joe uh, Mazzula from the uh, Celtics watching uh, The Town uh, with Ben Affleck four mm-hmm. times per week. Was was there a show that Bootenholzer watched four times a week and should have been The Town? I, I don't know. Was there something that Bootenholzer had, like some sort of weird idiosyncrasy like this Mazzula story? Uh, no, that is that is an all-time strange story. It's one that I believe has probably gotten more hyperbolic uh, than maybe initially attend- intended. It feels like Joe Mazzula might have just said, like, yeah, man, I love that movie. I watch it like four times a week. And 
the interviewer might have taken it literally yeah. to mean that he watches it four times a week. Uh, but I'm trying to think. Bud enjoyed the show Yellowstone. Okay. Um, so I don't think it quite got that that drastic, though. Uh, he might make sure he watches the new episode every week. Okay. Uh, but I, I don't. I don't think it's a you know something that's on in his office uh, every day of the week. Uh, just the gifts of Missoula showing his iPad to the team and his pictures of the town are, are cracking me up <laughs> on, on, on social media. So I'll ask it like this because Matt wants to ask a different question. <laughs> Let's narrow it down to, to Kenny Atkinson and Nick Nurse. Um, what was different? Because I, I think these are all just different flavors of Budenholzer. I think he could have done the job. I just felt like the Bucks needed to change something, and he, that's the easiest to change. So what's different a little bit about Nick Nurse from Budenholzer, and what's different about Kenny Atkinson from Budenholzer that could give optimism whichever one's hired? Yeah, I mean, with Kenny Atkinson, I think a lot of people kind of view him as a, a bud disciple. Um, that's someone, you know, the the job that he had right before he became the head coach of the Nets was on Mike Budenholzer's staff in Atlanta. And, and I think that's probably a little bit harsh. I think, you know, what would be exciting about Kenny Atkinson for Bucks fans is um, – Sure, he does, you know, have a, a good idea of, you know, some of the schemes and ideas that Mike Budenholzer had in four seasons with him. But also, he coached for a lot of other good coaches. He was on a lot of other good staffs. So uh, I think the, the appeal is you get the good things that you had with Bud, the exciting things that you had with Bud. Uh, but then you do also get a little bit more flexibility. You do get some slightly different ideas and the ability to tweak maybe some of the things uh, that you had done before that. Uh, and and that's kind of what your hope would be if you're hiring Kenny Atkinson. If you're hiring Nick Nurse, I think one of the things that really sticks out with him is just kind of the creativity that he has, has kind of used over the years. You know, I think one of the big things that people always highlight about him is you know he's running triangle and twos and box and ones in the NBA finals against Steph Curry once uh Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant went down in that series and you know he's willing to try different things and that's just not something that that you see a lot of um I think you probably highlight the fact that defensively the Raptors really tried to force turnovers it's a really high pressure defense uh and that is while the Bucks defense was very good under Mike Boonholzer, kind of not what, what what they were about. It's more we're going to force you to take certain shots, but we are going to concede some shots to, to players that we don't think can make them and things like that while, while Nurse really brings that pressure. Um, but I do think, you know, one of the concerns you have with Nick Nurse is uh, offensively they just haven't really been very good after Kawhi Leonard left. Uh, especially in the half court, they they just haven't been very good, and that's something that the Bucks have struggled with uh, under Bud as well in the postseason. Uh, but it, it could really just be, you know, so often the NBA, this is a players' league. Maybe they just didn't have the players to to get the job done, and and that could be as as simple as it is for Nick Nurse. So I think with Nurse, the the thing that you're hoping for is really creativity and flexibility in a way that you didn't see from Mike Boonholzer. <laughs> so just uh, off off the record, just between us, who, sure. who who do you want the Bucks to hire? I truly don't care. Oh come uh, on, come! I, I told I you they weren't, you weren't no, going to no, get an no, answer. No, 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 no. This is a binary question. the The answers are Nick Nurse or Kenny Atkinson. I 
le- legitimately, both of them, I've asked questions to and gotten good answers out of. So, for me, it does not matter which one. Like, they're both high-quality candidates. The Bucks are going to be a good team no matter who they hire because of the talent they have on their roster. Um, if one of them was, like, a worse interview, I-, I would say, like, that guy. But I've gotten good answers out of both of them. So, from my personal perspective, it, it truly doesn't matter between the two of them. You owe me a Coors Light, uh, yeah, Matt I, Hamilton. Come right. on, Eric, Eric. Come on. It's binary. <laughs> thanks uh, thanks so much for uh, hopping on. All right. See you guys. All see right, you see you. That's Eric Name from The Athletic. Uh, this is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. I want to live out by the sea Have a husband and some children Yeah, I guess I want a family If you missed any of that interview with Eric Name or earlier with Jason Wilde, you can listen back at Wisconsin On Demand, Apple, Spotify, any of those places you like to listen to podcasts. This is Religion Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Rolling on here. Uh, oh, that's right. That WOD, Wisconsin On Demand, where you can listen. That is brought to you by our friends at Revive Restoration. Yeah, that's right. That is right, Revive Restoration. They have your back 24-7, 365 days a year. Nobody plans for accidents to happen, but when they do, you can count on Revive Restoration and the Revive pros to be professional, efficient, detail-oriented as they make things right again. You can go to revivepros.com and check it out. See what they can do for you. If you're ever in an accident and in a pinch, Revive Restoration has your back. Revivepros.com. And if you missed Jason Wildey interview, you can listen back where Jason implied that uh, Matt Hamilton might be doing karaoke I'd, of this song in prison. Yeah, I'd be the bell of the ball in prison. According private to, dancer. <laughs> according to Jason Wildey. Uh, uh, I think Strope would do the worst in prison of all of us. Like worst, like, what's your definition of worst? I, worst as in like he just would have the worst time. Yeah. You would have no fun. No. <laughs> you don't see him out there in the yard, benching. Yeah, benching. <laughs> throwing up the bar. <laughs> that's that's what I see for Strofe, but uh, Well, hopefully uh, they respond on uh, uh, Scouts on Brust to, again, ghosting Z and the D. We will never ghost our fans. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. And this is we're, we're presented by the People's Beer, which is Coors Light. See ya! See ya!